Oh, here we go. It's Entertainment Entertainment, the entertaining podcast with the entertaining conversation with the entertaining comedians Justin Engermeyer and Caitlin McKee. I'm Justin Engermeyer. I'm Caitlin McKee. This is the top. Yeah, we're here dancing to it. We're singing it. That's unwritten by Natasha Bedingfield, uh, a classic from about yeah. 17 years ago. Are we talking about The Hills? That's The Hills theme song, could what, we? It could be talking about The Hills. What we are talking about uh, is the return of the rom-com oh, as, yeah. as we went and saw Anyone But You. Yes, we did. We did it. Um, went to the Regal Theater in Astoria. Went to the Regal in Astoria. Had a great time at the Regal in Astoria. Yeah. Uh, we did not hit the arcade just went right into the theater and and uh, had a good time watching the yeah. movie. It's one of those like, you know how like every theater in New York now is kind of this like retro like every every theater is like Nighthawk where you can like buy wine and you get like you can buy like wine and like tater tots or something. It's very strange. It's all yeah, it's all di- dinner and a date in one shot. Right, dinner and a movie in one shot. But this yeah. is like an old school, gigantic, almost cineplex. Like it's huge. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. Right. It is like a multiplex and you got the stadium style seating. Yes. Which are I mean, I guess should we just talk about that really quick? Yes. Is it's better seating. I prefer the old school, yeah, just like the the hardback chairs that they don't recline and you can just kind of scooch down in them and then I can put my foot up in front of me because when I get the lazy boy style seats, I feel too vulnerable. Like I don't think humans, I think humans in public are supposed to look kind of tough. You're not supposed to look like you're, um, you're at home or you're in palliative care because of no. your, your arthritis and you need a lazy boy to watch a movie. Like when I'm in the lazy boy, I feel like at the end I have to call my like assisted care guy to come like lift me out of the chair. Like it makes <laughs> absolutely no sense why we're relaxing that much in public i feel like it makes you vulnerable and i feel like i'm gonna be attacked i agree we don't lean into our strength enough (laughs) as humans uh and i always lose circulation in those seats those recliners i lose circulation in my legs (sighs) stadium seats feels good on my back i can get out i feel like i could run home there's plenty of leg room there's plenty of leg room yeah when i get up from like the lazy boy uh movie theater style seating i don't feel like i can run a marathon like i feel kind of lazy but when i get up from like the old school like Lethargic. Yeah. Like I just ate a Big Mac. Yeah. It's just, yeah. Or you're just like, um, yeah, you got fired from your job and all you have left is your lazy boy and that's all you can do. There's just something. (laughs) I I don't know. I'm just alarmed by the lazy boy seating. Makes me feel very uncomfortable. And I know that I'm probably in the wrong again, very too anxious as a person, and probably should just enjoy the lazy boy. I should probably enjoy it, but I can't. <laughs> so, you know, it's my problem. No, um, it's it's too much for too long, the lazy boy. Yeah. Uh, speaking anyway. of too much for too long, uh, we're, we're not talking about our commentary on, we're not. on movie sorry. seats. Yeah, uh, we're just going hard on we, Yeah, we, it was, there was a lot to be said. We, we, we needed to say it. Yes. Uh, it's been in our... We saw this last night, so it's been you know close to 16 hours of us waiting to just, just give you our take on, on movie theater seating. Just burning to tell you how much I cannot appreciate a Lazy Boy-style seating in the cinema. Yeah, um, yeah, that's anyway. what I need to get out to. Uh, <laughs> but we saw Anyone But You, the new romantic yeah. comedy starring uh, Sidney Sweeney and Glenn Powell. That's right. We did it. Um, we got out there. Uh, I, I'm just going to... I'll jump right in. Go. Uh, yeah, jump. At the end of the movie, I, I turned to you and, and I said it myself, instant classic. <laughs> we have an instant classic on our hands uh, and we should cherish that. Yes. Um, I read a review that said Sydney Sweeney's uh, performance was flat. 
And I was like, mm, I don't know. You know, her her tits stood out pretty pretty significantly to me. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because it was from the start of the movie. It's it's starring Sidney Twe- Sweeney's big bouncing tits. And they are unapologetic about it. Unapologetic about it. And the first scene is literally her, like, in a bouncy blouse running through New York. Yeah. And it's just front and center is her tits going up and down in the blouse. Just an unsupportive bra underneath a, a, a blousy white blouse, if you can imagine, opens the, just, yeah. opens the film. Jackhammer style. Style jumping. Yeah, she's just running around New York City as her her large um, mammogram mams mammogram boobs. I don't yeah. know what are they called. The mam- what are the what are the what are they called? I can't. Anyway, I, I'm not making any sense. The ma- mammary grams glands. Sorry, glands. Mammary glands. Mammary oh, glands. We got there. Looking for mammary glands. Guys, I had another day of doing this podcast with yeah, a horrible commute. Home. Yeah, a little lipstick on I've the got right. Lipstick on my teeth, but not not too bad. But no. you do have a little bit of lipstick on the right you're yes. you're you're very much like sydney sweeney a disaster <laughs> oh yeah you're a disaster is, right now i'm just methoding sydney sweeney's performance <laughs> for this podcast <laughs> of anyone but you yeah um yeah so it stars her boobs <clears throat> is what we're trying i was desperately trying to say by mammary glands yes. glands oh my god um yeah I, I feel like i almost even want to start <laughs> with the experience of sitting through the closing credits of that movie that's the most important because that's where all right so that's what that's where natasha benningfield's unwritten comes in it's a... Well, it's used throughout the movie as like a comedic yeah. device, and it's yeah. it's kind of it's okay. Like it's not the worst choice of a song. No, um, I think a great you know? song choice. I think great yeah. song choice for this movie. But at the end of the credits, when the credits start, they kind of do this montage of each character singing the Natasha Benningfield song um, in different like scenes throughout the movie. And I was like ready to pick up my stuff and start to get ready. Like I was like, I don't really need to see this. And then I just noticed <laughs> that literally. No one else in the theater had moved. <laughs> no one is moving. No one. Well, they don't lift the house lights for this, so it's you're just watching just the most lifeless performance of Unwritten. That's another thing, and I don't even mean that as like shitting on the movie, but there's like Glenn Powell, Sydney Sweeney. They're all just like feel the rain on your skin. No, no one else can, can feel it for you. you. Only you can let it in. And, 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 yeah. and just in different contexts. Now we're in the we're in the the, the house <laughs> in Australia singing it. We're in the water it's, singing it. It's, it's the whole song. They do the whole song, and we all sat in the movie theater and just stared at it silently. I, I turned to Justin and I was like, "Why isn't anyone getting up? Like, why are we all watching this?" And he was like, "I don't know, but I think it's going to go on for another twenty-five minutes." And I, it did. I said, "I hope it does." Oh, I was oh. like, "I hope we're sitting here for a half hour, with just feel the rain on your skin. Over no one else over. can feel it for you. Never ending. Yeah. Never ending." Uh, I, I also said that I thought that was a testament to the fact that this is an instant classic. Everyone was glued in their seats. Yeah. Didn't want to get up uh, and, and was having too good of a time watching it. Again, anxious Caitlin was ready to go. I was like, why aren't we getting up and leaving? I don't understand what's happening. And everybody was just calmly. Wa- I've never been in a movie where everyone just calmly watches the credits. Even if there is this kind of like gimmicky thing over the credits, at least some crazy person's getting up There's and leaving. There's some stirring. There yeah. was no stirring. No one was even yeah. looking for the bathroom. No. Like nothing. Everyone... Because it was paced at a brisk one hour and 45 minutes. Which was nice. So, which was nice. Which was yeah. nice, you know. Um, but yeah, that was the weirdest part where everybody sat through the um extra long credits so strange yeah i had a great time and one person totally had covid in the theater which was just i'm just the person sitting like behind me to the to the left was just like i could hear them breathing it was so bad they were like 
which you know i mean whatever but like just what do you i'm like how do you even have it in you to get out here to this movie i'm like you sound awful yeah i'm not even a covid covid alarmist but it was just like kind of ruining the vibe i mean i'd I'd rather have people just kind of like talk than someone disgustingly coughing and breathing checking a cell phone would be better yeah anything else no nasty impossible to ignore impossible to ignore (laughs) and feel like you're not getting infected but i did i did get through it because the movie it wasn't bad no it really uh, i mean it was bad but it was bad it was good bad it was a good bad movie i had a great time watching it i think google says it best they call it in a nutshell cheeky awkward and brash Okay. So that's what it is in a nutshell. Those are three words. I had a great, I had a great time watching this movie. I did too. Uh, I, you know, um, I, I, I didn't laugh once really, and it didn't even matter. I yeah. still loved it. I guess I'm more speaking from like the straight boyfriend perspective mm, here in yeah. the movie. I did not get a single laugh out of this. But I, I shouldn't say that. I think the funniest scenes were uh, the staged conversations where they were trying to set them up. Just okay. some classic Shakespeare humor. Oh, I thought that was exhausting. Uh, classic Shakespeare humor. Uh, and That was terrible. <laughs> that was pretty bad. I thought all of those like stage conversations were really bad. The only funny part was when Glenn Powell... Um, thinks he has a spider on him, and he takes off all his clothes to get the spider yeah, off. Yeah, that, that was that was the best part. I yeah. laughed. I did like laugh out loud. I LOL'd. I LOL. It was it was good. I shouldn't um, say I didn't laugh at all. Well, was, here's the thing good. too. Yeah. I mean, Sydney Sweeney is watchable, but she is no Kate Hudson. Like she no. doesn't have any kind of physical comedy chops at all. She there was a lot of physical comedy that just. I mean, it did. As the critic said, it did fall flat. Like, she's just, bless her. She's funny. Yeah. I think she's kind of funny when she plays bitchy. But when she's playing a, like, girl who just doesn't have her life together, it just doesn't work. It's a cute disaster. Cute girl disaster. She's not a disaster. She's, you know, like, she's not. There's nothing. I don't know. She cannot play a disaster. Like, she's she's like the, she's constantly the white lotus girl reading Nietzsche on vacation. Yeah, like, no, I don't, I don't buy her um, uh, drying her pants in the bathroom. Yeah. Clumsy. Yeah, it just didn't work. I'm not saying she's a bad actress. I don't know if she's a bad actress. It's kind of the Blake Lively thing when I watched Gossip Girl and I literally Googled, is Blake Lively a good actress? I'm so, <laughs> what do people think of this? Because I, I mean, it's kind of the same thing where you're like, I don't know if she's an actress, but she's so pretty. I mean, she's so pretty and watchable. She's in a that movie sense. star. Yeah, yeah. No, she des- rightfully, she deserves it. She's hot. She uh, can't act though. I mean, she, she's, she's, she mumbles like, it's interesting they use The Hills, the theme song from The Hills, because she mumbles the way Kristen Cavallari mumbled in The Hills before she got like a voice coach wow yeah you know she's literally like yeah i'm yeah like whatever yeah (laughs) Yeah. like whatever or whatever and like i'm yeah like it's a lot of mumbling like she does mumble yeah it does feel like her career going back to blake lively it is going the direction of one day she's going to be in a movie with ben affleck and she's going to be like where'd you park the fucking car (laughs) yeah and you parked the fucking car she has to play a a, A townie a a south boston southie townie yeah yeah i think that's the that's a good role for her. who's got a drug problem and you can bribe her for information yeah, 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 yeah. That, that's a good call there with Blake Lively. I, yeah, I agree. But I'm not saying she's bad. But <laughs> but it does make you appreciate a rom, a comedic actress like Kate Hudson, like Sandra Bullock. I think who can kind of pull off that yeah. uh, the comedy a little bit better. Yeah, you know, yeah. there there is something to it. I, I will give props to those. You know, because I feel like kate hudson i make fun of her a lot but uh she is funny in a way like uh especially in 200 cigarettes which i don't know if that's like a well-known mm. that's like a, a new year's eve movie it's really good and she's really funny in it physical comedy yeah. really funny I, i've watched <laughs> it with you i can't say i remember a lot of it but i will agree <laughs> yeah 
Um, anyway, it was what I liked about it too was uh, uh, well before yeah I think what I liked about it was that they did the rom com genre without winking to us that they were doing the rom com genre. You know what I mean? No, they just the, the way they winked to you was by just doing it. Yeah, like yeah, it's, was, it's over good. the top. There's a lot of like I mean literally there's helicopters involved. There's a lot of like you know yeah, yeah. there's just a lot of like rom com cliches which make it honestly S- enjoyable. Yeah, super cheesy lines that mm-hmm. uh, they're that they're just delivering. Delivering earnestly. That, yes. that even though and it's like it's telling you it's ridiculous, but they're just doing it. It's like one long episode of the OC or like any WB teen drama from like the uh, 2000s. Yeah. It has that kind of dialogue taken, bad dialogue taken seriously. Yeah. You know? Yeah, um, going all the way back to Natasha Benningfield's song. Yeah, that's why I was like, very. It's a very good choice. I do, I do think that song <laughs> summed up the vibe. <laughs> really did. Um, yeah, uh, I I looked up uh, Glenn Powell's Instagram. I was like, mm-hmm. what's Glenn Powell got going yeah. on? Uh, he so I looked at a video that was promoting uh, in the weeks leading up to the release of this. He oh, was yeah. promoting it, and there's a good comment section here. Okay, so it's just a video of you know scenes from the upcoming movie, mm-hmm. and it's like you know this is going to be great. Tagged. Sydney Sweeney tagged whatever the movie company was. Mm-hmm. So we got some good uh, comments here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll go number three. Uh, star rookie for the Atlanta Falcons uh, football team, Bijan Robinson, who commenting. That was like, that's kind of crazy. Okay. What's going on here? Yeah. Uh, turns out Glenn Powell, big University of Texas guy. Okay. Loves University of Texas. This guy, Bijan Robinson, played for the University of Texas. So that's how they're bonded. Thank you for filling in the gaps. That's for me. how Bijan Robinson got there. Got it. In case you're wondering, was he wondering. writes nice with the fire emoji. Wow. Just... Uh, number two. Yeah, just that's it. Number two, Aaron Paul. Yes! Eight oh S's. God. Eight S's from Aaron Paul. Wow. As eight? Eight S's. Interesting. Eight S's, one exclamation point from mm. Aaron Paul, uh, as he probably did that in between takes of his uh, Bet365 commercials. Yeah. I would think so. Yeah, made time for it. And here's the top billing. This one yeah. This one was jarring to see. You're never going to guess who it is. Okay. It's our girl Gwyneth Paltrow gets in on there. Oh my god! Yeah, our girl Gwyneth Paltrow gets in on Glenn Powell's uh, Instagram and writes, "This looks good." All caps. All caps. No, all caps. This looks good. No, no period. No exclamation point. Just this looks good. All Interesting. caps. Interesting, Gwyneth, you dirty dog. I'm like, I think Brad Falchuk needs to look over his shoulder here. Well, I don't know if it's because Brad Falchuk's really involved with uh, American uh, Horror Story hmm. and um, Ryan Murphy. Uh, did Scream Queens, which I think is what kind of made Glenn Powell a star. I yeah, guess that's, yeah. that's what I know him from, and that's like kind of why. Seems like that's when it really that really started shooting yeah. him up. Yeah, and he's really funny in Scream Queens. That's why kind of why I wanted to see the movie because I, I I always liked him in Scream Queens. I was like, he's funny. He's kind of hot. Like, he's a good leading man. He's, I, he's I think he's good, good leading man. Yeah, um, and I think he carried the comedy way better than Sydney Sweeney in this movie. He did have to do he's the heavy funnier. lifting. Yeah. But um, I, I feel like that could be why Gwyneth Paltrow feels comfortable flirt well, commenting with flirt commenting with him. You know, yeah. that's kind of flirty. Gwyneth it was a little. I thought I thought so as well. Yeah, I feel and like I was blown away. Yeah, wow, good for you, Glenn Powell. Wow, getting a goop comment from Mrs. Goop herself. Yeah, like, that's about as good as it gets. This I think. looks good. <laughs> and that's how she would say it if she was like, even she has even in the all caps. Yeah. yeah, this looks good. I don't know. <laughs> So yeah. that was that. That was his Instagram. Wow, that was my my uh, foray on his Instagram. 
Another thing I thought was kind of interesting about this movie was that they did the culture wars, how they handled all the like, you know, culture wars of of our current time that everybody looks for and everything. Um, They did it by just like creating this gigantic, multi-racial, multi-generational, multi-like sexual orientation identifying family and combined them all together and just made them all okay with each other. Like they were in this... There was not a single comment on any of it. There was no uncle who's a Laura Ingram fan. No. Nothing. Like nobody was looking to have a... uh, (laughs) Nobody was like fishing for a pronoun conversation. Everybody was just totally fine with all the differences represented. And it was kind Kind of like for a rom com, probably the best way to go because yeah, you, you yeah, don't have yeah. to you don't have to have an annoying like boomer Gen Z fight to like make comedy. Yeah, out of, no, which, yeah, no. It's um, you, you just have to have uh, Glenn Powell and Sydney Sweeney take their clothes off. Yes, that's really all you have well, to do. With every this movie. every per- <laughs> yeah. every other person is represented in the scene. You know, it's yeah. like that's all you need. Is like and then then you have the guy who I think basically played the Greek chorus. Who yeah, was, uh, the character's name was Pete. Yeah, he's a a rapper named Gata. Oh, okay. I didn't really, I don't really know him, but he, but he played, and he, I felt like his character was he was simultaneously like black and masculine and mm-hmm. white and feminine, just all at the same time. He was yeah. the whole spectrum. This character, it was very strange. Every every character was completely one dimensional too. Yeah. So it didn't even matter that this character had no personality. All he did was like annoying, like like annoying quote-unquote comedic yeah chorus like commentating lines yeah. you know like like it, I, I, it was very strange but go it ahead king yeah get it yeah a lot of that yeah it was yeah. just kind of out of nowhere and but then it would go yeah it was it was that was an interesting character interesting i think it would have been mildly offensive if every other character wasn't so flat and one-dimensional you know what i mean i think that's Agreed. why they kept it okay because it was just complete a pastiche of one-dimensionality rom-com nothingness. Yeah. So nobody had any kind of, like, depth. (laughs) I mean, Sydney Sweeney, literally, like, her boobs, like, the amount of cleavage that she showed around her family, this conservative family, was completely (laughs) scandalous. I was like, I don't think I've ever worn a V-neck around my parents. Like, this is the the amount of cleavage that she wore around her family. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, everybody was... uh, She was in, like, J-Lo's Oscar dress. Yeah. To to this, this, her sister's lesbian wedding. (laughs) Yeah. crazy you know it was so the whole movie was just this wacky like one-dimensional flat rom-com pastiche and it, it was fine you know like i yeah. think it all worked yeah. um I, I thought it was very good yeah i was very into it uh, it was it was watchable it was fun it was stupid there were boobs there was i feel like i feel like the nakedness of glenn powell kind of he, he got naked he got the most naked in the movie he got the most naked um, and, and I, then also the uh australian surfer dude there was a lot of there was male, a lot of a lot of male nudity to balance because i think they were just like we know city sweet we know we're giving you a lot of city sweetest right. tits so here's all of the men also naked yeah there's a lot of um you know a lot of uh six packs going on and yeah. then guys just like kind of cupping their balls there's yeah. a lot of that Dirt, Dermot Mulaney diving into a pool yeah for the uh, for the women of a certain age very strange to see Dermot what's his name Dermot Mulaney we're gonna have strokes we're both gonna have minor strokes as we try to say Dermot Mulroney I Mul- think that's his name yeah Dermot yeah and I always get him confused with Dylan McDermott Mul- Mulroney yeah um, completely easily confusable these I, I thought he was he he's too kind of like I did not buy him in the fumbling dad character 
Mm. Like, he, I don't know. Maybe it's because I know his, like, previous movies a little. I, I don't know. I just, there was something weird about his character. He was, uh, I guess, I don't know. Whatever. Um, yeah, I, you know. Uh, you know what maybe it was weird? It was the whole diving bit. There was a whole bit about this I think that's diving. all it is, is the diving bit. I can't stop thinking about the diving. It was that's the way. worst bit I have ever seen in a movie. Yeah. Oh, my God. So, Glenn Powell helps him dive. Right. And, and that's it. And hilarity does not ensue. No, he just you. he just dives, and then uh, he's like touching Sydney Sweeney, and then she's like, "You got to get my dad's SPF of infinity off." Yeah, it's, it's that's that's that was the big joke. Yeah, I think that's what was off about it. I was like this diving <laughs> bit, and they and they go back to this diving bit like three times. And yeah, th- three out of three, it's not funny. So I think that's just what was weird. I was like, why are they making him take his shirt off and dive? I, I don't understand. Well, I think that was a wink to the women of a certain age who are there to see Dermot no, Mulroney. M- I, I think you don't understand. Uh, okay, let's, let's explain to Justin how women work. We're just like men where it doesn't matter what age we are. We're down to just see some hotness. We don't yeah, need okay. to, to. Women aren't like, well, now that I'm 70, <laughs> I only look at They're pictures. feeling kind of frisky and randy for Dermot Mulroney. Unfortunately, as a septuagenarian, I cannot objectify Glenn Powell, so I have to objectify German. What's his name? Him. Well, hey, you know, maybe when you're 70, that's this is more your speed. Absolutely you're looking for a d- this distinguished man Absolutely diving not. into a pool uh, with his in-shape 60-year-old body. Yeah, yeah, that's that's exactly it. That's exactly. Well, all the old women watching it are not going to be able... They're going to close their eyes when they see Glenn Powell because that's how women function. Well, I just assume... Glenn Powell's not even registering because they're all about uh, uh, Dermot Mulroney. I love, I love how you, the way you think women are. Like, it's so fun. Okay, yeah. No, that's exactly what it was, yeah. This is who women of a certain age want. Yeah. No, women as they age, they can only objectify uh, people they're attracted to who are the same age because we are, yes, we do have moral superiority. That's definitely true. No, 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 no. Not true, not true. Yeah, well, we that's, can, that's, uh, just, that's just my take on Dermot Mulroney, Mulroney in yeah. uh, Anyone But You. He oh. was there. He was there for the women of a certain age. Justin's doubling down now on this theory. <laughs> quadrupling okay. down. Okay. You're that like, Dermot Mulroney is a sex symbol to women 60 and over. You're doing the diving bit, but of your own. You, you, you've now said this three times without... Yeah, okay. Anyway. I'm um, very tired, and yes. I smoked a lot of weed today. Okay. So apologies, everyone. All right. We're getting through this, and we're it's, it's great. Um, it was the we, worst, one of the worst sex scenes ever. They were just like when they when they finally when they finally have sex, it's it's literally just Glenn Powell and Sydney Sweeney brushing the hair out of each other's faces and then rolling <laughs> rolling around while smiling. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's bizarre. I think they were like, "Well, you guys got enough of uh, Glenn's ass and Sydney's side tit, so right. that's all you need to see." So now it's just going to be hair brushing out of each other's faces, <laughs> smiling at each other, and rolling around, and that was the sex. Yeah, that was it. It's very uh, confusing. It was very relatable. Yeah. Uh, that's what sex is. We all roll around and touch each other's hair. Right. And for women of a certain age, that's it, that was also for women Unfortunately of a Unfortunately for age. those women, they, we did not get a Dermot Mulroney sex scene. <laughs> Unfortunately. <laughs> I think that's something that uh, uh, Will Gluck, the director, needs to take into consideration for his next, yeah. <laughs> his next movie. The women of a certain age are going to want to see Dermot Mulroney have sex. Because they close their eyes when it was Glenn Powell and Sidney Sweeney. They're like, well, I can't. I've aged out of this. I've aged out of this. So let me know if Dermot Yeah, you know, they just want a more age-appropriate guy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so. Definitely how women work. Okay. Yep. All right. Um, Yeah, it was... I have to mention uh, the character Jonathan, played by Darren Barnett, 
and the character I'm calling him, aka John Sandoval, oh, because God. that was Tom Sandoval's brother. They like I was like they had to have written that down in the in when they were casting it. It was like Jonathan is a Tom Sandoval type. That had yeah. to have been because it was too uncanny. Yeah, it was weird. That guy was. I also thought he had like a little bit of a Franco brother vibe. Like he could have been a Franco brother. Yeah, very um, well. Yeah, very much so. Could have been a Franco brother. Yeah. He um, assistant teached one day. He like he he was like the substitute teacher when Franco did too much coke the night before. <laughs> he would send he would he send Darren Franco at Franco's school, yeah, yeah. Franco's acting school. Yeah, yeah, and he would just put a movie on. Yeah. He would just have to go. It's like no, you're not allowed to do anything with these girls. That's my thing. You put the, you put on. Uh, uh, what's the Rosebud movie? Uh, Orville, uh, what's his name? What? We, we, the classic. Where uh, uh, <laughs> Rosebud movie? Yeah, what's the his last word? The last word he says is Rosebud. I'm so sorry, Justin. Orson I... Welles. What was his first movie? Citizen Kane. Citizen Kane. Oh. Franco tells Darren Franco, "Hey, when you substitute for me, you're not simulating oral. You're putting on Citizen Kane." Have you seen Citizen Kane? I've never seen Citizen Kane. Me neither. And but I, like, I imagine Franco. That's what you want to play. It's like the second time in a month this movie's come up. And I'm, anyway, whatever. wow, yeah. it's making its way back into the zeitgeist. Very, We're just all collectively bringing strange, it up. Very strange. Um, um, so yeah, yeah, like 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 that, like John Sandoval in that movie <laughs> yes. played Sidney Sweeney's like friend zoned ex. Yeah, um, very strange. It was very strange. Yeah. It, was, it was a weird movie. It was a weird rom com, but it was it was so bad it was good to watch and uh, I, it was kind of fun. I think I think the movie seeing it in a movie theater enhanced it too. I think I had oh, yeah. a better time seeing it in the theater than if like I had just watched it. If we had just like watched it at home. Well, I mean that's the thing about going to the movies is you're trapped. So you're, you're trapped. You're trapped. You can't you know unless yeah you and I th- yeah I guess for, for what I kind of think too is like when the movie's good amplifies it when it's bad amplifies it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like if it's bad you're just like get me out of here. But if it's good you're like I'm having a great time. This is a fun night. Right. Yeah. Yeah. For me I was like if, if I watched it at home I probably would have turned it off. But the first commercial breaks I pay for the cheap Netflix with the commercial breaks so <laughs> I wouldn't have made it. But it was yeah. it was fun. Yeah. It was fun to be forced to sit through this at my own will my own choice um and and, and we had free will at the kaufman <laughs> the regal story of kaufman Theater. yes yes we did um it was conceptual movie experience um it was yeah um yeah it was fun and it made me think of like other like i, I posed the question to you who's yes. your favorite uh rom-com duo in movie history like who do you i'll do i'll run through my list real quick okay. I'm, i can't say i'm uh well versed in rom-coms okay. so take so i'm gonna go number three I'm going to go uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Zoe Deschanel, 500 Days of Summer. Wow. I, it's, there, it'd be just because of what it meant to society. <laughs> okay. And uh, I, have to, I should have sent you, I have to send you a video of the two of them uh, singing, playing acoustic guitar and Ugh. singing. And like, they did like viral videos on YouTube, like promoting that movie. <laughs> yeah. I just literally, I got douche chills. I got twee chills. Twee chills. <laughs> yeah, they are some, it is a twee chill extravaganza, oh, these videos. Yeah. So I'm going number three, JGL. Another Trump warning sign, JGL sex symbol. Yeah, I would say we all should have seen Trump coming. Oh my god, six there was a later. movie where he like was addicted to porn. Do you remember that movie? God, kind of. He was like, yeah, he was all over the place for a minute. Yeah, it was. Wild. Women wanted to see him jerk off. I mean, I saw him in theater. I, I never necessarily thought he was hot, mm. but you know, not 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 my girl. No, no, I don't know. Yeah, not necessarily. Anyway, so number three, JGL and <laughs> Zoe Deschanel, five hundred yeah. summer. Number two, 
Catherine Heigl and Seth Rogen knocked up. That's a good one. We all we all loved them mm-hmm. in 2007. Uh, I think we still love them today. At least I do. Sure. I love Catherine Heigl and Seth Rogen. Yes. Uh, and number one, I never saw this movie, but you have to go with Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan. And oh you've my got mail. You oh have to go with God. the most iconic, <laughs> the most iconic rom com couple. <laughs> I never saw it. I'm never going to see it. But you have to go with Meg Ryan and Tom Hanks, and you've got mail. Wow. A movie I know nothing about. About and I will never know anything about. There you go. But you know enough to rank it number one. But I do. That's one thing I do know is you cannot yeah. put any other couple over those two. Wow. They're just America's sweethearts. Interesting. Okay. Good. Good list. That's my list. So what, what were your? Yeah. What's your take on, um, on, on this question? I, my, my number one is um, Hugh Grant. She loves Hugh Grant. I do love Hugh Grant. Hugh Grant. Oh, my God. Hugh Grant and Julia Roberts in Notting Hill. Oh. I mean, yeah. I think I watched that with you. I Mm. I think, uh, or at least bits and pieces of it. I think it was on a movie channel. I I probably would never, I don't think we've ever watched it together because I don't think I would ever watch it with you because it's too embarrassing because I laugh. Like, I literally laugh at at it's really embarrassing. Hugh Grant's got some like floppy hair oh, kind yeah, of in that works, one. He works in a bookstore. Yeah, I watched. Like, oh, yeah, no, we watched this really? together. Yeah, we watched I don't this think together. So. Yeah, not the did. whole thing. Maybe not the whole thing, There's but I definitely no watched like at least half a little on bit. a movie channel with you. I did. Yeah, I, I mean, know Notting Hill. Okay, but I think I probably got embarrassed and turned it off because like, <laughs> that's like a private thing for me. Like I'm watching that by myself. But yeah, I, I, I doubt we watched the whole thing. So together. that's number one. But yeah, that's number one. And then um, my second is um, this is kind of embarrassing, but I do love Sweet Home Alabama with Reese Witherspoon oh, and I Josh Lucas. I watched that with Lucas. you as well. What? Yeah, we did it. Yeah, we did. We watched There's it no on a movie. Way. Yeah, we watched it on a movie channel one day. Again, maybe not all of it, but I, I, when? yeah, right. They were in a hotel with each other, uh, right? Ew. And they like crashed. Unless I'm thinking of a completely You're different movie. What was the movie where they like the guy was at a hotel uh, and he like kind of crashed the, the wedding? I don't know. Well, it wasn't Sweet Home Alabama. It wasn't Sweet Alabama. <laughs> I don't think we watched Notting Hill either. I'm like, you are <laughs> making up no, movies. No, um, okay. Was Reese, was Reese um, Witherspoon in it? This, I, this movie that I, you're thinking about is a hotel a I, wedding? I, I believe so. Okay. Well, anyway. Yeah, I think so. Okay. Well, there you go. Maybe not. And then, um, yeah. Uh, okay. So you've got Reese Witherspoon <laughs> and uh, Josh Lucas. Josh Lucas, yeah, I, I do love Sweet Home Alabama. Okay, and then I think my third is probably uh, maybe Sandra Bullock and Benjamin Bratt from Miss Congeniality. Mm, I never Pretty saw good. that one. Oh, it's great. <laughs> <laughs> that one you're confident that one you're confident in um, i definitely did not see that definitely one. have not seen that okay i definitely haven't and i definitely well yeah don't say never say never i might watch it one day you never yeah. know yeah anyway that's all yeah i don't know if i have any other thing to say about nope. this movie i give it two thumbs up yeah. I, I had a great time uh, at the movie theater watching it it's a it's a good bad movie because it's quick and it's just it it does all the rom-com things without apologizing or like you yeah. know winking to the camera and making it like an ironic gesture like it's just it's all the camp it's all the like you know fluff and yeah uh, there's no this is bad haha no. it's just like they just do they it. deliver the bad yeah they yeah. deliver the bad and it's it's ingenious enjoyable yeah, yeah i liked it um, it's, it's funny and how bad it was like i was laughing a lot at how bad the dialogue is it's yeah so, it's ridiculous yeah, some of that i wish funny. i had remembered some of it yeah yeah we're not sober <laughs> no of course not really ripped it before we went to this movie yeah. and it would made it better for it i think yeah if you if you are um if you do like to um partake in uh, marijuana it's much better to have a little you know little 
do a little smoke on the way, yeah. a little edible when we get there. Yeah, and you'll have a great time. Yeah, you're really into it. Really helps the movie. Yeah. Uh, okay. All right. Speaking <laughs> of a great time, uh, but maybe not for the people in our next topic because <laughs> yeah. they seem to be. Uh, this is a bad time. This actually. is a, this, this is, is a, a bad, bad time. time. This is a um, bad time for. I was upset by this. I am offended. <laughs> As a Real Housewife fan, wow. I am like offended by how lame this is. Like, yeah, because Eminem, you know, Eminem, Marshall Eminem, Mathers, Marshall Mathers. We all know Eminem. We all know Eminem. He's in an ongoing copyright lawsuit against Real Housewife of Potomac stars um, Giselle Bryant and. Robin Dixon, mm. because I got last February, Eminem filed a lawsuit against Brian Dixon for their podcast, which is titled Reasonably Shady. And Eminem is saying it's too similar to his real slim shady moniker, and it causes confusion in the mind of consumers. It's like... I mean, I guess he's right. I definitely was Googling, searching Eminem's music, and I got Robin Dixon and Giselle Bryant talking instead. Like, what is he talking about? We know how to search music. It's not confusing. No. Like, you're just going after these two women who have a pod, like, shady. I'm sure there's a million other podcasts with the word shady in it, in the there title. I used to listen to one called Throwing Shade back in the day before it was like, before there were a million podcasts like shady is definitely in a lot of um podcast titles and it's like robin and giselle are just like i I, i'm like i have a feeling something happened i know you have a theory why this happened but i have a feeling like he hit on one of them and they rejected him wow like like wow so you think this went this was like this is like a petty that's my tin hat they would one of these women wouldn't fuck me so now i'm getting back that's my conspiracy theory i know it's not true and this is alleged and this is this is just speculation this is just speculation for our one listener do not report us to uh, you know, the truth, whatever, you report people who are whatever, I can't think. Um, but, um, yeah, because, you know, he had the whole feud with uh, Mariah Carey because he... Yeah, wow, I forgot about oh, that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because he tried, she, like, turned him down, right? Or, he, like... Yeah, he he kept saying they were dating, and then Mariah Carey was like, no, we're not. And then she wrote that song, Why You So Obsessed With Me About Him. Wow, um, yeah, And yeah. he wrote a song where he used voicemails, supposedly, from Mar- Mariah Carey. Wow, um, yeah, okay. But, um, but anyway, yeah, I'm just like... Totally forgot about all that. Why wow. do you care about how is their podcast affecting your revenue streams? Like, this is bullying. This is the same way when um, Judd Apatow went after Mike the Situation <laughs> for printing they up shirts. They got set to cease and desist yeah. for DTF. Yeah. Because they used it in Superbad. It's like, go fuck yourself, Judd Apatow. <laughs> Stop being a bully. Like, there's enough to go around. Like, since when did you... I, I can't stand that. I think it's yeah, such a Yeah, and also bully. more... I have you know, I have to say more people were buying DTF merch from Jersey Shore than... No one is buying DTF Superbad shirts, as no. far as I know. Oh, my God. It's like Jonah Hill is the star of Superbad. Not you, Judd Apatow. <laughs> Get over it. I don't... I think, I don't, I think Judd Apatow still thinks he's the star of Superbad. It's like you, all of those you got a hot wife. You made all the money. You don't need to go after Mike the situation. God. Sorry. Well, he didn't. He got that shut down. Oh, so obnoxious. Anyway. Uh, uh, yeah, my my theory is that because I, 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 read, I read, read an article about it. And in the article, they talk about how his uh, Eminem's daughter, uh, Haley, has a podcast by the name of Just a Little Shady. And I'm thinking their podcast was kind of screwing the search results for that. And then that's where Eminem came in and was like, I'm getting this taken. I'm clearing this up. Yeah, I don't know. So that's like what I kind of think happened here is that 
Haley, 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 Haley. I think it's uh, Haley. It's Haley. He always said Haley, but it looks like it's spelled Haley. But okay. I, but it's Haley. He's always said Haley. Yeah. Um, she's got a pod- podcast, just a little shady, mm. uh, and it's hosted by her and uh, her friend Brittany, who she's basically known as long as they can remember. Oh. Uh, yeah. So I, I listened to uh, half of two episodes. Oh wow! Okay. The first episode and their most recent episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's no theme song for her. I love that. Just okay. good. Just, just she's just talking right nice. in, and they just start talking. Uh, I'm not the target demo, and I've got nothing bad to say about it. Is it? Uh, what's the? Is it's it, like a pop culture, oh, okay. current events. Me and my friend talking about what oh, we nice. want to talk about. Okay, that's cute. So they do that. Uh, I found, and from them, I found out I completely missed this. Uh, Justin Timberlake recently, within the last three weeks played a hotel opening and there's like a big hotel opening in vegas right yeah and he performed cry me a river live right. for the first time which is something i totally missed yeah uh so that was a thrilling uh piece of information i got from the podcast from just a little shady with yeah. with Hall- jade Haley jade yeah i mean i don't know um <laughs> yeah if, if that's the reason if he's just kind of being a protective father I guess I understand it, but I just think this is this is just. Bullying. I think you're right. This feels personal. There, there is a very personal feel to it. I, I don't know. I mean, they're both like drop dead gorgeous women. I, I don't know something about this. I'm like, this is because they rejected you on Ryan. That's probably going to come out through the trial. <laughs> I don't know. And now he's mad because like they whatever they whatever court situation they're in, he has to appear personally. Yeah, he's trying to send his manager. I, I read mean, that. Come his on. producer. His, yeah, his, his, his record producer. What do you got to do, Eminem? Go get your beard dyed. Like, why can't you show up? Like, what do you what do you got to do? I'm sorry. You're a huge Eminem fan. I mean, what do you I think am a of huge, this? I am a huge Eminem fan. I support him. Uh, okay. <laughs> okay. I have Team Eminem in the Eminem versus Robin and Giselle feud. Oh, God. Well, I am Team Robin Look at and this. Giselle. This is tearing, tearing our household apart. The Eminem and Robin and Giselle lawsuit. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah, you know, I, I think, you, to me, I'm thinking this has to do with his daughter's podcast, and that's why he's doing this. Or, yeah, or I, it very but, well could be something personal. And also, Eminem loves feu- feuds. Like, he, he loves them. Does he, love he, a feud. These are all the lyrical feuds that he's had during his career. He's had them with Christina Aguilera, Machine Gun. Kelly, Everlast, um, Insane Clown Posse, <laughs> Will Smith, Milkbone, Mariah Carey, Nick Cannon, Limp Biscuit, Benzino, Ja Rule, Vanilla Ice, Cannabis, Jermaine Dupri, Joe Joe Budin, Lord Yamar, and Charlemagne the God. He'll he'll come after anyone. But his most notable feud was with Moby. Do you remember this? Yeah. <laughs> yes, so. I do. He was drinking a lot at this time. So. Okay. <laughs> so he decided to go after animal rights, animal rights activist, and notable vegan Moby. I mean, yeah. way, to, way to punch punch up. Way to punch up, uh, really. Well, you know, like I said, this was a dark time for Eminem. Yeah. And uh, he was going through a lot at this time. So. But then I guess in 2004, Moby praised Eminem for criticizing the then U.S. President George W. Bush in the song Mosh, a track from Encore, and the feud has since ended. Wow, well, so, there you go. Yeah. They politically aligned, and now they're friends. Yeah, because I guess Moby was criticizing all the, like, uh, kind of during the Eminem, New Metal, Limp Bizkit era, he, he, he just thought there was a lot of, like, misogyny in lyrics and yeah. music that he just didn't really 
get. And then, like, I think there was a thing of, like, the MTV um, Music Awards with Insult the Comic Dog was, like, yeah. kind of setting Moby up. Like, I think Moby didn't know that Eminem was going to come out and then just start singing and, like, basically trying to fight him. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. Like, Moby was caught off guard. And I don't think Moby thought it was going to be this, like... He- aggressive feud because I, I've, I've moby's on like steve's podcast he's on a lot yeah. of podcasts talking about he it he makes the rounds he makes the rounds and um i guess that's what he said he was like i was you know criticizing the music but i didn't think that he was going to take it that personally and he was kind of like taken aback by how um like yeah like personal eminem took it he was like okay yeah well you know eminem not sober at the time okay. uh, <laughs> and i think he Shares a lot of regret. Yeah. I feel like the Eminem vs. Moby was like the Chappelle vs. Nanette of like the 2000s kind wow, of. Wow, a little I, bit. I don't know. I you mean, know, like, you know, in its own way. Yeah. The, the, like before cancel culture, it was like people were just allowed to be like mad at each other in media and like nobody lost their <laughs> career or people weren't like, you know, on Reddit sub subreddits just like freaking out, you know. Screw yeah. Simpler yeah. time. Simpler time. You just had a kind of aggressive performance did, at the MTV Music Awards. That's didn't, it. Didn't you read in Moby's book, didn't he like talk about this feud? And, oh, yeah. and then you say like at one point he turned around at the MTV Music Awards and Eminem was just mouthing like, I'm going to fuck kill you. Yeah, <laughs> like, probably, like, yeah. like, fuck you. Fuck you. Yeah. Moby has two really good memoirs. I highly recommend them because he's like <clears throat> had this like crazy career where he was in New York for like one of the most I, I don't know I really like reading about like the 80s club scene in New York and like the big like movie was like you know star, a DJ like really like one of the when he had to like wheel his like his records on a skateboard like to these like big clubs like area oh, wow. and like um Mars and like all these clubs and okay. um he like so he was there at the kind of like the beginning of hip-hop and there's one story too where he like He's DJing for, uh, I want to say, like, maybe Run DMC or, like, some, like, really big okay. hip-hop artist. And his his record skipped and messed up the freestyle at the club. Oh, And man. it was, like, so humiliating. And that's when he learned to put, like, a quarter on the... On the um, the record needle, because I guess that keeps it down. It, it like weighs it down, so it, uh, it won't get. It, so it won't jump up. It won't when, jump when up you're, when you're spinning it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Interesting. That's I, a good tip for anyway. all you uh, uh, maybe poten- future potential DJs out there. Yeah, I guess what I'm trying to say it's like a really good. There's a lot of different like eras that Moby was involved in, like the early '80s club scene, and then like the electronic music of the like the '90s, and then the 2000s. He was involved because then he kind of went pop a little yeah. bit. He like blew, kind of blew up on a yeah. mainstream level. Yeah, it is an interesting career. Yeah, he has a really, and he also just had like a crazy substance abuse problem. Like <laughs> he like starts the story about like when he gets he decided to get sober when he woke up and he was just like covered in shit, some shit and he didn't know whose shit wow. it was. So like really good memoirs, highly recommend them. And the whole thing with i'm now i'm just talking about moby oh my god caitlin but the whole thing with natalie portman was so blown out of proportion like you remember that where he like talked about how he, like, he said like she was in his room or something right? yeah, yeah he like kind of talked about how they like met and flirted but the whole context within the book was that he was like i could not believe that i was now at the position to talk to natalie portman like that was the whole conceit of the tone of the book from what i remember and like just at a point in his career he means that's what he was saying yeah Yeah. like he literally didn't even say they slept together i think he was literally just like i could not believe this is what my life was and then i think natalie portman was like you didn't let me know before you published (laughs) you didn't let me know and then he like got in trouble for like i don't know ridiculous you know you have to think maybe uh 
Giselle and Robin are thinking they can't believe they're at a point in their career where Eminem is sending them cease and desist. Yeah. Or they're like, we are. I mean, I do think housewives at certain points think they are like bigger than JLo. I mean, if you're. Yeah, you know, they might even be like, we're bigger than. At this point, Eminem is, you know. You're an original house. Like, they were original. They started the series and they're still on it. Like, eight seasons later, they basically have Ramona Singer egos. Probably making like. Seven figures an episode. Doing pretty well and just like huge in the Broadway. Like same as like a wrestler. Yeah. yeah. They get to a certain Mm -hmm. point where they're like, they're bigger than, in their their world, they're bigger than the biggest movie star or music star kind of. I don't know. Yeah, it makes, there's a lot of crossover there. But I still think Eminem is bullying. I still think like, Mm. come on, dude. Yeah, you know, I feel like it's it's not good publicity for him. No. Definitely not. Uh, makes him look kind of wormy. Yeah. Uh, but you know, uh, it's it's. I think it's very uh, chic to hate on Eminem right now. I'm going to stand behind him. Okay. You think it's- over the last, uh, not just now. Over, I feel like over the last ten years, he's kind of gotten like uncool, and yeah. I feel like it's easy to kind of hate on him. Okay, I, I see that. I agree. Uh, yeah, hate maybe not the right word, but, but just dismiss. like yeah, dismiss, dismiss yeah. is a better word. Dismiss is a better word, and I'm going to stand behind Eminem. I think he's a legend. I I do like. It. I I wasn't a huge. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just want to clear my name because I think that he's a white though. Like, I do think he's amazing. I do like his music, but I, I, uh, I, I feel like we talk about like he's kind of like your Courtney Love, where you're always rooting for him to make good music. Yeah, it's just like yeah. They, as 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 older stars, very apologetic for any type of past behavior. Yes. Of just like, well, you know, it was not he was not in his right state of mind. Right. Yeah. There was when he was cursing problems. Moby out. It was not really him. Let's <laughs> yeah. be. Let's understand that. Yeah, and we're both like, they have so much good music in them. Come on, you can do it. You can do it. But yeah, it's just... Yeah, you know, it's a, it's an interesting crossover here. I know you never would have thought that you were going to see Eminem and Housewives no. in a feud. And here we are. Here we are. Uh, I think it's, this is because of Haley's podcast, but who Probably. knows? I mean, more information is going to come out. I also think, too, I guess when you're rich, like Eminem is, and you have lawyers who have probably work for you and are like, hey, we can sue them. Do you want to? And he just might be like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. people who have money and, like, have That's lawyers true. who work for them and, like, they, they the lawyers want money and, yeah. like, I don't know, it might be that kind of thing where they're like, yeah, we could probably make money off this. And he's probably like, yeah. fine, I don't want to go to the, I don't want to go to the trial, but sure. Yeah. I don't know. That's, you know, it's also a good point. Who, it's yeah. my yeah. speculation. Yeah. So, it's, you know, it's, it's interesting. Uh, an interesting story about a music legend. <laughs> and reality star legends. And reality you. star legends. Yeah. Come on. Um, speaking of legends. Speaking of legends. I mean, so we were watching, um, Justin had to work on New Year's, um, but before he left for work, we were watching some of the Dick Clark New Year's Rock and Eve that's hosted Starring by... Ryan Seacrest. Yeah, why don't they just call it the Ryan Seacrest Rock and Eve? I don't know. Well, because we're here to honor Dick Clark. You're right. You're so right. So he's gonna... Dick Clark lives forever on New Year's. No, yeah, it's it's Dick, Dick's New Year's Eve, that's for and sure. And Ryan Seacrest would never dare. No. So... He, he is, like, a very nice... Um, he came to the museum, one of the... I worked at a museum, and he came in, and he was, like, very nice. That's nice to hear. Yeah, very that's nice. nice. was, like, hear, taking yeah. photos with people, was, like, just walking around, didn't have security. Wow. Although Michael B. Jordan was at the museum where I work this past. And this caused week. a stir. Oh my god! It was like I, I, I didn't even really. People were losing their minds, like watching him, like kind of following him, and he had like 
he had bodyguards with him. He had like he was kind of there walking. were like guys in his area, just yeah, kind of like, just like yeah. kind of walk around him, like kind of wow. ice insulate him. Yeah. In you know, it just seems like you definitely just want to be more of the Seacrest vibe, where you can just walk around and like be free. Like the Michael yeah. B. Jordan thing gave me claustrophobia. I was like, that doesn't look fun. Seacrest, he works a room. Yeah, he That's really what does. Yeah. It's, you know, it's the reason you get from the early American Idol to where he is to the new Regis. Yeah. I mean, it's you know he's really put the work in. And he produced the Kardashians. I mean, he's kind of responsible oh, for that whole thing. Interesting. Yeah, he, he produced kind that of, show. That sounds familiar now that you're saying it. Yeah. Wow. So even with that, all that success, he's still kind of just like a chill... So we're watching the legend Ryan Seacrest <laughs> yes. do do Dick Clark's New Year's Eve and uh, did did Usher come out? No, but but so we were watching. They you're, they, that's yeah, you're right. yeah. They okay. were doing like um, so they're doing performances in New York and then they would cut to performances in L. A. and Puerto Rico and uh, one of the performances in L. A. was Ludacris. Ludacris. And, so it was after it was like Aqua. <laughs> yeah, Chic. Chic. Which was cool. I enjoyed yeah. the performance. The performances were kind of They good. were good. They yeah. were good. Yeah, it was like Aqua Chic uh, and then Ludacris, and then right? Lud- and then Ludacris I think came that out. was the order. Yeah. And we were just like, God, we were just like, God, Ludacris is the best. He's the best. <laughs> he is the best. I mean, yeah. He's just like effortless. Like his songs are just like bangers. Ba- yeah. Like hit after hit. Comes out to stand up immediately. Yeah. Everyone's losing it. Everyone knows what to do. Yeah. Because the venue, the LA, when they cut to LA for some reason, and it was like all the lights were on in this in this party venue. The crowd was very casted. It was yeah. like everyone there was a paid actor. It so. was a very weird vibe. It had yeah. the worst party vibe out of the, the different cities that they were cutting to. But then Ludacris came out and it just actually looked like a party. That really, Ludacris yeah. can get like even a casted actor crowd <laughs> just starts giving it up for like genuinely giving it up for Ludacris. Yeah. And not in like the like. Like, kind of, oh, yay, yeah, way. Like, like, they're just like, stand up! <laughs> yeah. Stand up! Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we were just like, God, Ludacris is the best. And then he did the rap. So, like, he does stand up. And then he went into the rap from Yeah. His verse from Yeah. And we were like, God, he can just do, he doesn't even need Usher or Little John. I know, yeah. He, he just, just do does the his verse. And it's yeah. so good. It has, it's, like. It holds up, yeah. It, it has the same effect as when Yeah comes on and you're just, like, in Rite Aid, like, you know, just like get like, dancing with some head and shoulders in your hand. You know, and it's just yeah. Like, as soon as yeah comes on, I'm always just like, I like just like wish you were grinding on me. <laughs> like it's like that's <laughs> yeah. the vibe where I'm like, I just want Caitlyn grinding on me right now. It's <laughs> like, bah, 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 bah. I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's like that's it's, the vibe immediately. It's a party vibe, and it's we were just talking about how yeah is like. It, to me, it's like timeless. It hasn't lost any of yeah. its like excitement. Yeah, like I think this is a great point. It's just it's never been annoying. It's never been old. It never got outplayed. Like anytime I hear it, I'm like I am always yeah for yeah for twenty always. years now. Yeah, for twenty straight years, it's undefeated. It really is. I feel like the only song that I can kind of compare it to is Big Pimpin' by Jay Z. Big Pimpin', that's Big a good Pimpin', one. Yeah, like it's another party song where it comes on. And I'm like, this is a, yeah, I'm into this. Yeah, it's a party. Yeah. you know, like it's never gotten old. It's never been played out it's just like good vibe party song yeah um yeah and i feel like yeah is definitely like that um, I, yeah I, i've always felt that that <laughs> whole year of usher because now we're now we're, we're yeah. talking about usher like his 2004 that was humanity's peak in my yeah, opinion it, it doesn't get better than usher's 2004 confessions we're talking about the confessions album confessions part two my boo yeah caught up wow it was like all these songs like burn just all yeah. these songs within a year it was yeah. crazy yeah it's crazy it's, and, and, it, and yeah was like 
Yeah, because all those songs the big, were hits. And at the time, yeah, it's the biggest song in the world. Huge. Huge. Everywhere. Yeah. yeah. Driving um, around in a minivan. Yeah, it's on. You're going to the movies. Yeah, it's on. You're at the mall. Yeah, it's on. <laughs> yeah. And everyone's like, yeah. Oh, yeah, for into yeah. It. yeah, for yeah. Yeah, for yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. And I was thinking about, too, Usher, like, I remember when Usher first came out, it was with that song, You Make Me Wanna. Do you remember that? You, you make, make Me Wanna, wanna Be The One It. The new relationship. Yeah, I loved it. Yeah. Loved it. And, like, I feel like him and Chris Brown were kind of, like, coming up at the same time. He was way before Chris Brown. Oh, he was? Usher came up, like, late 90s. Chris Brown probably came up, like, mid-2000s. Oh, okay. He was, like, like, as far as, like, he was kind of original Chris Brown. Just as far as, like, the dancer turned, like, pop star. Right, yeah. Uh, And then he fortunately... Didn't have the whole Rihanna situation. That's what I was thinking about. I was like, it'd be funny if there was one person who didn't know about the Rihanna situation <laughs> and was like, yeah, Usher's like Chris. Yeah, Usher is just like Chris Brown without the tattoos. Yeah, everyone's like, you know? wait, everyone's like, what? Oh, okay, sorry. You know, he's just like Chris Brown without the bleach blonde hair. He doesn't do that yeah. to his hair. And people are like, okay, this guy is the only person who doesn't know what happened with Rihanna. You know, he just doesn't know. It's like his songs didn't get used in the office. He's like Chris Brown, but like his songs don't get used in the office. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's like Chris Brown. So Usher's like Chris Brown, but he has like less kids, you know? <laughs> That's, yeah. Right? That's the difference? What's the, I don't know. Why is everyone looking at me? I don't understand. Just the the great, the guy who missed the beating of Rihanna. I mean, I'm so sorry. <laughs> when you put it that way, Justin, it seems like an offensive bit. Anyway, okay. Um, well, yes. God, Godspeed to anyone who's made it all the way through this. Yeah, we're so sorry. Oh, my God. <laughs> we're so, so sorry. Um, yeah. And I also think... Um, Little John. I mean, this was like, was this the first Little this John? This was kind of the start of Little John. Yeah. I think I think he had done uh, Get Low right before this. Okay. Dun, 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 tsh, dun, three, six, nine, to the window, oh. to the wall. I think that was like. Off my bow. Yeah, it was like, oh. yeah. yeah. It was Little John and the Yin Yang Twins. Also great. Great song. Also great. Yeah. Uh, so I think he was like kind of like really hot coming off that. Mm. And yeah, but this, yeah, you're total star of Little John. You're right. Yeah, like. I feel like, yeah. Yeah, then, Little John and the Zeitgeist. Then yeah. he did stuff with Little Wayne, right? The stuff, yeah, yeah I think um, so. Oh, yeah. he was, Wasn't he on a Millie? Am I wrong? That's I, I think Rick Ross. Oh, I'm so sorry. Uh, okay. You yeah. know, Rick Ross, another big producer. I think he was yeah. more with Lil Wayne, but I'm sure Lil John and Lil Wayne did some stuff together. Okay, anyway, but um, I just feel like he's uh, like a unique hype man, where it's like he has almost had this has this kind of like the way he yells, like yeah. what? Like I feel like it's um, it's almost like kind of rocky. Like he's almost kind he of is like a little rock, like a rock yeah. yell. It, totally. I, yeah. I know it's not, but to me, it was like he's a little punk rock kind of. Yeah. The way no, he, like, I yells. think he did a rock, or maybe yeah, maybe I think he might have did that rock album with Lil Wayne. You might be right. When Lil Wayne know. did his like rock album. Probably should have looked it up. Apologies to We're talking out of our, our asses. One listener who's like, you're so wrong about Lil Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> Little John. But um but yeah, you have these three Usher, Lil John, and and Ludacris just all like peak performing on peak. this on this complete, pop song. Complete you know? peak. Yeah. And, Ludacris and, was huge at that point. And I can't remember a time in my life where a lady in the street but a freak in the bed wasn't some a, a truism, an axiom that I mm, lived with. I mean, absolutely words to live by. Yeah, you I know? agree. I mean, my God, why do you think I've been with her for ten years? I mean, yeah, every every lady wants to be a lady in the street and the freak in the bed. <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, thank you, Ludacris. Thank you, whoever wrote that. Thank you for summing up. Probably Ludacris, right? Aspirational you know. type of female I want to be. Yeah, you know? and you are. You're 100%. classy, classy outside, assy inside. Yeah. <laughs> 
That's another way to put it, Justin, isn't it? Another way to put it. Classy on the outside, assy on the... Okay. Uh, right. Yeah, this is a good episode. This is a good episode, everybody. You're getting, you're getting some good stuff this from us. This is a good us. one. Um, yeah, so yes, this was 20 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's about 20 years ago. Uh, you know, where's the, what's the first place you think of when you think of the song Yeah? Oh, God. For me, um, it's like Teen Night. Yeah. I was in like eighth grade when this came out. I think I think of like a dance party. I think of like a college dance party. Yeah. Because I think I was in college. When did this come out? Like 2004. Okay, so, yeah. I was in yeah, college. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I think of like a house, like a college, like an apartment party. Um, wow. Yeah, like a shitty apartment party and just, I don't know. Yeah. I think about... Uh, being in eighth grade and in my friend's parents' van. I'm much older <laughs> than you. No, only at this time in our I'm lives. I'm much older it's than you. It's only at this it? specific time in our lives where I was like 14, you were like 20. I, it's I, only at this time. And I block it out. Like, I will not remember. <laughs> I will not remember this conversation. I, again, I think I immediately just didn't listen to you when you said that you were like in eighth grade. And I was like, oh, I, I, had, just, I had just moved to New York City. And I was at a party near Columbia University. You know, like, whatever. Anyway, um, very different. Okay, I'm older. But okay, same, we both kind of think of party. Yeah. You know, it's you, you just think of being at a party, it's whatever, what age or you were. Such a party song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. such a party song. So fun. Um, yeah, and I just think it's a rare song where, like, it doesn't get old. I'm always excited to hear it. I've it's... never heard a bad word said about it. <laughs> yeah. I don't think anyone's ever said a bad word about it. Yeah. Who's no to yeah? Yeah. Who's a no to yeah? You can't. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah, great song. We just wanted to celebrate it. Celebrate Ludacris, who Ludacris also because if you if you're a fan of this podcast, if, you, if we've you're, talked about him before, we've talked about and we've also talked about how we just switched to YouTube TV mm. and it has the MTV Classics channel, and so we've been watching the hip hop block. And he has like him and Buster Rhymes have like awesome like surrealist videos that I never really noticed. Some of the best music videos ever. They're so really. strange and yeah. like visually appealing to me. Give me some more by Buster Rhymes. I think it's hands down the yeah. best music video ever. <laughs> okay. I don't know. Hands it's, it's, down the best music video ever. It's that, that, it is really good. But um but Ludacris too, right? Wasn't there some video we were watching where it's stand all, up. Stand up. Yeah, it's all about so it's like he's got a big foot in one scene. I love it. He's a yeah. baby in another scene. Oh the baby part he's is so weird. Like dancing on a giant woman's ass in one scene. <laughs> Yeah, like it's yeah. it's pretty good stuff. Yeah, so if you watch if you if you're like us and you made the switch to YouTube TV, check out that MTV hip hop block and look for the creative videos of Ludacris. MTV Classics is a good channel. So far, it has not disappointed. I mean, there's a few times where the algorithm of videos that they get to play gets repetitive, but yeah, it's like you'll that, get uh, "Beautiful Girls" by Jesse McCartney like twice in two days, yeah. and then you're like, All right, I've turned this off. But until that moment, you're like, this is a lot of fun to watch. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Oh yeah! I mean, come I mean, on! This is just want to start a town, a town stomp. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I went to. I got excited. This is yeah. This song <laughs> is so good. Just moving to it. Okay. Well, this was another episode of Entertainment Entertainment, an entertaining <laughs> conversation about entertainment with comedians Justin Angermeyer and Keanu McKee. I'm Keanu McKee. I'm Justin Angermeyer. Keanu McKee are going to go grind each other. Oh, yeah. We, we, we got to get out of here. Oh, I forgot. Another another of my favorite parts of this song is when um, she's like, one more dance. And I'm like, yeah, how the hell am I supposed to leave? Good, I yeah. love that part. Let's go bring the beat back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, we love yeah. yeah. All right. <laughs>